is the Sea Hawkers podcast, live and uncatfished. I'm Brandon Schultz of the Military Seahawkers, and joining me with yet a, a different camera angle than I'm used to getting every other time that we talk. Uh, it changes from time to time. This is why you need to tune in on YouTube just to see which direction we get to see Adam from. Adam, how you doing? Yeah, well, uh, in, in this case, uh, the reason why we're a couple minutes late is that uh, as I move my monitor onto my little uh, podcasting rig here, uh, the mount broke. So uh, I got to screw it together really quickly. And uh, yeah, it's a little low. I'm slouching down and uh, all that. But even though I'm slouching down, doesn't mean I'm not fired up. I mean, 53-man roster, bud. Good stuff. It's it is good. It's also a little bit somber in some cases because there are all players that I think that uh, or there there are a few players that I think a lot of us would have liked to see on the roster, but there are also some players who I know we really wanted to see make the roster and they did, and we are definitely going to get into it. So yeah, I'm I'm happy, but also we need to recognize too that with some of these players, you know that greener pastures ahead for some of them. Oh, for sure. And there's always the practice squad as well. And I even looked it up because I always forget how many guys do they get to keep there? So 16 practice squad guys. There's a number of those dudes that were cut today that I'm excited to see if we can get onto the practice squad. Now they are available to other teams. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, even after watching that third preseason game, seeing a lot of the guys that are a little further down on the depth chart there, like, man, there's a lot of talent here. I want to keep them all. I just want to collect them all. Is that is that wrong? Can we have 90-man rosters for the regular season NFL? I mean, I know the owners probably don't want it because then they have to pay yeah. all these guys regular season salaries. But uh, as fans, you know what? We can push for it. Get larger rosters so we can have these guys all year long. Heck yeah. No doubt about it. Because there's a couple of those dudes that didn't make the roster here, Brandon, that uh, obviously it's sad. But it's definitely not the end of their journey. But a couple of those dudes that we definitely want to see on the practice squad. Is there one? Give me two that stand out to you, Brandon, that you really hope make it there. That make it to the practice squad. Um, let me think about that, because first we have to get in a comment from our live yeah. executive producer, Ryan 911-999 for a new mount for Adam. Got to keep the live content coming at any cost. Oh, heck yeah. No, I'm still experimenting with this uh, new setup that I had to do here. Uh, you know, one of the commenters asked if, uh, you know, the background was something that uh, I did myself. And yeah, pretty much. I built the whole thing. But uh, those are all uh, scrap woods from other Brandon's sawmill. So I think it's starting to look good. But with Ryan's donation here, you know, with yeah. his support, like he always brings, uh, I can make it even better. So appreciate that. Yeah, well. We are going to go through the 53-man roster. And why don't I bring it up here uh, just to see who was cut among the... Um, so I, I took this, Adam, from the uh, the Green Bay game as far as the depth chart goes. And so as we go through these, you can see just kind of where we went from the Green Bay game and where we are at now with the 53-man roster. And really on this screen, not a whole lot has changed. Seahawks specialists we're looking at here... So special teamers and yeah, DJ Dallas still on the team as punt returner, kick returner. We'll see if that shifts at any point. But Jason Myers, Michael Dixon, Crystal all make the 53. And Aesop Winston, uh, unfortunately, did not make it. And D. Eskridge does not count toward the final 53 because he is suspended for the first six games. 
Correct. Uh, Aesop is one of those men that I would like to see on the practice squad, if at all possible. He's got Doug Baldwin vibes all day. Yeah. Did you say I can only pick two? No, I just said I just wanted to know if there were two right off the top of your head that you that you oh, really, okay. really wanted. You can pick as many as you like, dude. Up to 16. <laughs> well, if I were to pick just two. Um, well, here's the thing. As we go through this and as we we'll, we'll save the offense for the end, because I think there is an opportunity with some of the things going on with the roster, because as as it stands right now, this is the 53. But there are some players that I think end up making it. Um, to the 53-man roster that we have, I don't know, by the end of the week. And there's obviously going to be players that we go out and, and look for other depth. There's going to be, uh, there's just going to be changes from now. Shoot. I mean, yeah, it's not going to look like this in uh, uh, just a couple days. But no. looking at the defense, some notable cuts on the defensive line and outside linebackers. Levi Bell, I know. I know there's some sadness among Seahawks fans that Levi Bell did not make the final 53. Probably a, a short list or on the short list for some folks. You know what? If, I'll make a decision right now. Levi Bell would be one of the guys okay. that I would have liked to have kept along with uh, the aforementioned um, receiver. Absolutely. With uh, Aesop Winston. On the defensive side of the ball here, Brandon, when I'm looking through these names and the greens are the cuts, yeah? The greens are the cuts. Yep. The purple are the injured, the people who came in on the PUP right. and have stayed on the PUP, so they do not count. Okay, gotcha. I, I would have liked to have seen Gotell or Perry, which other, you know, which either of those guys, whatever flavor you like of those two. I, I think they both showed some nice plays in the run game and with a big body, a defensive tackle type player. Uh, I would have been been happy to see one of those stick around or at least make it to the practice squad. Yeah. And we don't know the extent of Cam Young's injury. He might be a guy, and this is what I'm talking about in terms of the final roster, because one thing that we can see happen from here to Friday is if they decide that Cam Young is going to be out for four more weeks to start the season, they might place him on the injured reserve come tomorrow. I don't know when they have to make the designation. And then if no one has picked up Matt Gotell or Jordan Ferguson or Roderick Perry, then they can move those guys over and have them on the 53-man roster after making that shift uh, to injured reserve for some of these players. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. And I would have, wouldn't have minded seeing Bell make it, you know, out of all those guys you'd mentioned him yeah. off the top. Um, there was a argument that, or not an argument, but a uh point of view that maybe keeping him and playing him at fullback made a little more sense than below just mainly because of the salary. And I mean, I can see that, but then again, you know, Laura's guaranteed though. All right. Is it totally guaranteed? I think it's, I, I think it was to the point to where he would walk away with enough money that it just didn't make sense. Mm. You wouldn't save anything by keeping somebody young. Ah, uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and at the end of the day, I mean, Ballor, again, a national treasure. So uh, don't mind seeing him on the team. Um, one of the guys that did make the roster here at corner that I was happy to see was Artie Burns. He's made some plays throughout this preseason. He made a couple plays in the mock game, and he looks like an, a, an amazing depth piece to this secondary. And a guy who, if Devin Witherspoon has to miss some time, I feel pretty good about him starting and playing in the slot 
uh, just until Witherspoon can b- get back in healthy. And and by no means is this also the depth chart as to who may be the starter or may not be because we saw Mike Jackson playing on the right side of the defense and Rick Willen's normal spot. We saw Trey Brown playing that left cornerback spot. And that's kind of where I'm leaning unless Witherspoon makes a recovery and he's out there at the left cornerback spot starting week one. It remains to be seen. Shoot. Uh, we saw at practice Jackson Smith and Jigba back and catching footballs at practice. We saw Jordan Brooks. They're talking about him like he's going to be healthy and ready to go for week one. Yeah. So encouraging news on JSN. No doubt about that. And then you bring up Brooks. Uh, that would be amazing if he was able to get all the way back by week one. And all of a sudden that linebacker core at, at the inside linebacker position looks pretty formidable because Devin Bush has looked pretty good through the preseason mm-hmm. and John Radigan honestly makes a lot of plays in the run game and a guy that you can plug and play in there. Uh, I like that group with a healthy Jordan Brooks. All right. I, I take it back. As far as my two uh, Levi Bell, you're out Patrick O'Connell. You're, you're, you're my number two. Oh, okay. I was going to say he's on my list. I, I don't know <laughs> where he ranks, but yeah, the Cal spell kid, we, we needed to see him on the roster, but I think that's a guy that you would have a pretty good chance of stashing on practice squad for sure. I think so too. Yeah. And I've uh, talked to some folks here around town. It sounds like he wants to be a Seahawk. So I I think that I think they'll be able to make that happen. And plus he was the guy who was starting week two of the preseason, starting week three of the preseason. Mm -hmm. I would think he would be on the short list for the practice squad. If he's, he shoot, he might even be on the short list for some teams to, to maybe be looking at linebacker to bring him onto their team. But um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he just wants to stay in Seattle. Yeah, that's uh, that's the hope. No doubt about that. Uh, one of the positions that I thought was interesting as far as the cuts at the back end was going to be safety. And yeah. I, I thought it might be Sutherland who beats out Jarek Reed just with his play in the preseason. But Jarek Reed, he flashed a little bit in preseason week three, which is what Pete Carroll said that he wanted to see. The one play that sticks out in my mind was a swing pass to a back. And he covered a massive amount of ground and made a really short tackle that was very impressive. And he had a couple other plays in there as well. So nice to see that, uh, you know, the Rook managed to hold on to the roster spot there. Yeah. And I did see that it was, gosh, there were, oh, I think it was, there were three players who were waived under the injury designation. And I think it was Vi Jones, Sutherland and Joey Blunt. And so I didn't color code them any differently here, but I think there is a, a di- I think they get some kind of injury settlement. Um, and then they also have some kind of opportunity. I don't know. It, it's different in the way they're, they're separate from the other roster cuts. And I think Sutherland was probably, you know, poised to make the team, but then Jarek Reed also had a good third preseason game. Like you talked about and is also healthy. Yeah. Yeah, healthy-ish, for sure. Uh, I did see in the comments here. I only say that because he's a rookie, and I I feel like every rookie is uh, hurt somehow. Yeah, go with your gut on that one, because you'd probably be right. You know, it's been a tough year injury-wise for the rookie class. Um, I see in the comments here from Gambling Goat that he hopes that Trey Brown starts over uh, Mike Jack. And honestly, after the last two preseason games, there's something about that. Trey Brown has looked pretty darn good in yeah. what a cool story with him coming back from all the injuries. Yeah. And one of the few guys from the draft class where, what did they pick three guys where it was Trey Brown, Stone Forsyth and D Eskridge. So 
Uh, we need one of those guys to be out there starting. Yeah. Yeah. We like to hit at least one of those guys. Now, uh, another name that on here at free safety, Kobe Bryant, you know, he's going to be in there at safety. It looks like, but you talked about the idea of injuries and who they might end up in the slot or put in the slot. Kobe Bryant could be a guy that could slip into there and his versatility is very valuable uh, for the team. No doubt. Despite in preseason week three, having some tackling issues from the safety position. Jeff Stevens in the chat says, what do you think of Franklin versus steel this preseason? I I feel like it's, it's (laughs) tough to cut Ben Franklin from your team for one. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that seems like a guy that you'd want to hold on to. You betcha. Yeah. I mean, what if you need to send somebody to France to negotiate something? Like, I mean, that's the guy you send. Absolutely. Or invent no. something. Yeah. I, I seem to remember more plays from Franklin versus Steele, but it was not a battle that I watched a lot of, to be honest. Yeah. No, with the depth that we have at corner, those two guys were just not guys that I was watching intently throughout the preseason. No. And. At safety, you got Julian Love, Quandre Diggs, Kobe Bryant, Jamal Adams, along with Jarek Reed. Kobe, it, it's tough to, whether you want to place him with the safeties or the corners, it's kind of nice having that flexible piece so you can look at that and say, oh, well, they kept five of, of one and five of the other, or maybe six corners versus four, but uh, uh, not knowing the status of Jamal Adams and when he might be back, it's it's definitely nice to have some of that flexibility there. Oh, absolutely. And you talk about flexibility and that's Julian Love's middle name, I think. Right. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. I mean, talk about another guy that they could, you know, slot into the corner or uh, take and play slot corner and, you know, hold his own. So, uh, and you may see a lot of three safety sets in this early part of the season. So we'll see. Hey, you know, it, Jordan Brooks, he needs some time to heal. Just put out all those DBs have uh, we'll just play dime a lot. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Big, big nickel, big dime. I'm into it. And Jamal Adams, you know, he was off the pup list and running around and things like that. He could be back sooner than later as well. So that would be an exciting addition. The one battle here that we didn't quite mention on the defensive line or at the outside linebacker spot uh, when you're looking at this, the one between Tyreek Smith and Levi Bell, obviously, Ty Smith was the one who won out, but a, a close battle. And I think a lot of it probably has to do with size. I mean, Levi, a little bit undersized, but we saw some nice play from him, even going up against bigger guys in the preseason. But I, I think that size factor, I think it helps him slip through to the practice squad. Heck yeah. And Ty Smith, let's not uh, take anything away from him. He earned that job. He had a lot of nice plays throughout the preseason in a guy with tremendous upside that should have been drafted much earlier than he was if it hadn't have been for the injuries coming out of college. Clinton Bonner in the chat trying to take uh, the mm. defensive line off the field and, and just play 10 DBs. All the if DBs? We had, if we had more Cam Chancellors on the team, I could see that working. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, 10 Cams? We'd win the Super Bowl in a heartbeat. Like, that, that's how that would go. Let's move over to the offense, unless you have anything else you wanted to talk about here on defense. Nah, I'm good. So lots of green for cuts on this side of the ball with, uh, unfortunately, some of the receivers that we talked about. Tyjon Lindsay, Aesop Winston, Kay Johnson cut from the, the team. Could be another practice squad candidate, but you know we, we hit on him pretty hard for not being able to get his feet in bounds in the game against the Packers. Yeah. 
Um, three tight ends makes sense, right? I don't know why I have Noah Fant and Green because he did make the team. I knew I was going to make a mistake on here somewhere. Okay, because I was having a little mini freak out uh, there for a second <laughs> that Fant had been cut. I was like, wait, how did that happen? Oh, no, he's he's fine. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, Matt Landers, I would like to see him on the practice squad. I'm very intrigued by his frame and his pedigree and his speed. Uh, yeah, as far as Kate Johnson, yeah, it would have been really sweet to get his feet in bounds on that bomb from, from Drew. So uh, a guy that has been on the fringe of the roster for a while, uh, not really surprised to see him go, especially with everybody's preseason darling, Jake Bobo, just showing out. And he made obviously it. he made it. He made it. Jake Bobo made the team. Yeah. I tried to downplay it all preseason so the Seahawks would not catch on just how much I wanted him to make the team. Yeah. And it happened. It, he made it. He did. He made it. Uh, I don't understand the Cody Thompson fascination that this team seems to have. Uh, I would have gladly had Aesop Winston on the 53 over Cody Thompson, but um, they must see something I don't in practice. Yeah, and this is another spot, too, where Cody Thompson dealing with injuries. Is that a guy that ends up you know, getting pushed toward uh, injured reserve? And then they're able to bring back a guy like Aesop Winston or Tyjon yeah. Lindsay. I, I think the guy that I would most like to see out of that group would be Aesop, as we've said over and over, I think, <laughs> so far. But um, I, I'd like to see a few of these guys on the practice squad, whether it's Lindsay um, oh, and Roderick, baby. We gotta have Sir Roderick. Oh yeah, we gotta have Roderick on there. Yeah, yeah. I he's probably the guy too that, depending on injuries in the running back room, we don't know the severity of Kenny McIntosh. So mm -hmm. could he go to injured injured reserve to start the season? And could we see Sir Roderick Thompson on this fifty three come Friday? Yeah, it's absolutely possible. And with the uh, bad history that we've been having with running back injuries, I think it's just paramount to have an extra guy that you've seen. He can play. He can definitely play. And I, I want that guy. Um, if they brought Ehlers in on practice squad, I wouldn't be sad about it. I mean, he's fine. Um, there's some people that are much higher on him than I am. Uh, one guy that I am not sad to see go is Island uh, on the offensive line. Uh, we can do better than that. He had a rough preseason, but he's a guy who's stuck around and, and been a practice squatter for many years. I don't know if he's, it's been long enough. He may be running out of eligibility at this point, but sure. Uh, he may be a guy who you end up seeing on the practice squad. Joey Hunt, a long time. Uh, you know, he's stuck around the team for a long time too. He may be out of eligibility at this point, but if not, then sure I could see him sticking around John Hall another guy at receiver we did see the nice pump block from him in the mm -hmm. preseason so special teams opportunity there for him as well if um if if just showing that was enough to maybe keep him around on the practice squad and yeah having a ton of depth at receiver doesn't hurt either no it certainly doesn't not with the the way it started out here with JSN and his wrist um you know looking at the offensive line a little bit more here uh, I think the one thing that does concern me a little bit is just depth at left tackle. I mean, Forsyth mm -hmm. has been very up and down, and that's a little scary if we end up having to have him in the game for any extended period. Yeah, uh, one of those posi positions, though, too, that's it's tough to find 
upgrades at because those are guys that, you know, if you have a competent left tackle as your backup, you're not letting him go. No. And that's just a position that people don't have a competent third option for that you keep on the team. A lot of times they uh, move them over to the right side, but uh, that seems like more the spot we're not going to see Curran take over at left tackle. So yep. uh, it, it does feel a little bit light there, but stone might be our option. Yeah, it does feel that way. Only one backup guard with uh, Anthony Bradford. And I guess they see him as being able to be a swing guard there. And they did Curran's a swing tackle yeah, guard. That's true. That's true. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Phil Haynes plays both sides. Evan Brown can move over to guard. If you move up, Olua Timmy. There's some flexibility there ex- outside of left tackle, it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the one spot that uh, none of those other guys can really step in and, and be an emergency guy for you. Uh, but yeah, Olua Timmy, he came out and he played a lot of snaps in uh, week three. I tried watching him pretty extensively, but um, watching the center position turns out it's really hard, really hard to keep your focus right there. I, I had the struggles. <laughs> Andrew Cunningham saying the Bobo hype is fun, but if he can produce league average play for six weeks, I'll be ecstatic. And we just need him to, to be able to fill in in case, well, who knows how long JSN's even going to be out. Maybe he's back out there and maybe we don't need a whole lot from uh, Bobo. Well, at Derek Young, we don't know the severity of his injury either, but obviously another guy that they wanted to keep on the 53 um, and then decide if they slide over to injured reserve. There, there's so many names that I'm curious about whether or not they f- they slide over to injured reserve. You know, in the in these next couple of days, and that's Kenny McIntosh, Derek Young, um, Cody Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few guys on the defense too because we don't know the severity of the shoulder injury for Derek Hall. Even I right. Have we gotten anything from Pete on that? I haven't heard anything very definitive. And then, you know, we also have Mike Moe that just had the shoulder procedure done. I don't know what his timetable looks like coming back. So some question marks in terms of injuries for the team. Tight end. I feel real good about the tight end depth, especially with Noah Fant actually making the team. Hopefully him (laughs) or his family aren't tuning in and, and wondering why his name is in green because it shouldn't be. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Brandon just wanted to be sure to highlight Noah Fant and uh, got confused and put him in green. That must be what it is. At fullback, Nick Ballore, the lone guy. And we got Ken Walker, DJ Dallas, Kenny McIntosh, Zach Charbonnet. Man, I, I hope that Charbonnet is not like a fine wine that you have to shelve until he is actually good. Um <laughs> I, I hope that he can be good uh, once the season starts. Well, kind of what we've seen out of him thus far was a little bit of my fear when he was drafted. I was like, okay, like I'm not mad that we spent draft capital on a running back, but we uh-huh. tend to need those. And uh, I'm excited about that. And then you go back and you kind of watch his stuff. And he was just running through those massive holes at UCLA on the regular. And it was like, Ooh, he's not going to have that uh, in the NFL. So uh, no, he, but he has was not finishing showed... strong on those runs, and I, that's what was more appealing when when you looked at a lot of those runs. Yeah, I suppose. I just didn't see him as the power back that many have. Um, but DJ Dallas, I am not uh, surprised at all to see him solidify his position on the roster. 
a guy who is very dependable, a guy that they can throw back there at punt and kick return, obviously, and you know, do the number one thing, which is possess the ball, and just one of those solid NFL players that is an amazing depth piece to have. Solid and versatile. And that's why happy he made this team. Yeah. Clinton and I, when we were reacting, mm. Oh, what was it? Uh, was it three? Oh, it was in three out three and three out on Sunday. Cause he had some kind of vague tweet about um, such as life or something like that. Mm. And when players tweet these vague tweets yeah. around roster cut down day and we're left to interpret them. Right. Yeah. I, I said that it may be something else in life, but it did lead us to speculate that, you know, maybe you got some bad news. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's what you could uh, try to read into that. But then again, you guys seem to have forgotten the cardinal rule about things that happen on Twitter. Right. And they don't matter. Yeah, if it happens on Twitter, it doesn't matter. Come and on, Twitter's man. not even a thing anymore. And it still doesn't matter. I mean, we're not, nobody's going to start calling it X like on a regular basis, right? Yeah. Like, Just give it the generic social media term. Yeah. What's the they gener- genericified everything else on that platform by calling them posts and uh, reposts? Oh, like they've gotten rid of all the the tweet language. Oh, what a tragedy! I hope everybody's I doing okay with the Twitter changes. That's yeah. Andrew Cunningham asking via the chat, "What position group are you looking forward to seeing compete now that we see the full roster?" Yeah, I have to say that the one I'm looking the most forward to. Not the one that I am most interested in would be uh, offensive line, man. I, I want to see these guys go out and be the bullies that I think they can be with the upgrade at center with Evan Brown and his size. Uh, Phil Haynes now taking uh, the reins at the starting right guard position and then the growth out of Cross and Lucas. Um, and not to mention Damian Lewis, Steady Eddie. Uh, I, I just think that that can be a really killer group. And if they can be dominant in the run game and then just do what they did last year, the passing game, this offense will be basically unstoppable. I think for me, the position group I'm most looking forward to would be those edge players. So boy, Mafe with as much that we saw from him in the preseason is Daryl Taylor going to be able to come in and push for playing time Is Derek Hall going to push for playing time at those spots. And you got Mike Moe, and and those guys on the interior too. So um, at the edge or end spots and outside linebacker, those are the ones that I, I feel are really competitive. And when you have that type of competition, you know who's going to be the guys that are out there on third down and trying to make plays because um, those are those are the downs that matter. And and we want to see guys who can routinely get sacks, make big plays. And based on what we saw from Mafe, it looks like he's poised to make that jump. Yeah, for sure. It's an exciting group when you think about the Mafe improvement. And we'll see if Daryl Taylor can put together a season here. Uh, He's just been so up and down throughout his career here. Uh, But I'm actually really high on Ty Smith, too. I I think Mm -hmm. he can be a valuable rotational piece there on the outside. But uh, I was most excited to watch the offensive line. I'm most interested to watch the interior defensive line. This defense is going to live and die a little bit with what happens there. And if they can get the sort of consistency there that they so desperately need, especially in the run. Yeah. And I mean, you bring up the opposite of the question that Andrew asked earlier is 
the opposite would be which positions are you most concerned about mm. and interior of the defensive line is it's still it because Jaron Reed it knows and then your depth pieces are Cam Young who we didn't see the entire preseason mm-hmm. Brian Monet who you know who knows when or if he'll be back and then you've got a couple guys who are in green right now that would be that extra depth that one if you went to him you'd be concerned but also yeah uh there's just there's not a lot there so Jaron Reed uh, get ready to play you know 70 <laughs> snaps per game yeah, he's going to earn his cheddar this year. No <laughs> doubt about it. And Pete's obviously fired up to have him back. He seems excited to be back. And, you know, a great Seahawk when he was here. It will be very great if he can put together the type of season that we're all hoping for out of him because it kind of starts the stops with him uh, up front. And then, obviously, we are we haven't talked much about Draymond, you know, throughout all this. Right. And, you know, he's the big offseason acquisition in getting that interior pressure. If he can be that guy that he has shown he was there in Denver, then those outside edge rushers, they are going to be scary because they'll have all of that extra help from pressure up the middle. It's, it's interesting as I'm watching chat, as we're talking here, yeah. we have a lot of people who have concerns about particular players. And we brought up Charbonnet's name. There's people who are concerned about him. So Jen's saying, is anyone else worried about Devin Witherspoon? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Soft, soft tissue stuff uh, definitely has me worried. But fortunately, that is a position that they do have a lot of depth. But you were kind of hoping that you draft a, another lockdown corner to put next to Reek there. So, uh, yeah, I, I very much feel better if you see him out and going here in the next couple of days. Well, and then I worry about Jackson Smith and Jigba. Because, okay, he breaks a bone in his wrist. He seems to have bounced back. He's at practice catching passes already. But, you know, it's, I don't know. When you see these guys who were injured a lot in college, and then they come to the pros and they get injured, it's you start to worry about if that's just a part of the, the thing that they work through all the time. Yeah. And you don't want to see it at the professional level, the, the constant injuries like we've seen. I mean, that was one of your biggest concerns when he was drafted because you had a little bit of that emotional damage from uh, D. Eskridge. Oh, yeah. Ha- having gone through the same thing. And we want we want a healthy JSN. Yeah. You know, Penny Eskridge, ProSize, like just go down the list, right? The PTSD, P- PTSD is real. Like, yeah. it, it was hit me hard there. So uh, I, this does seem to be fluky uh, as far as the wrist injury, but. You never know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. You can't predict the injuries, obviously. But if he can be healthy for the majority of the season, man, just a little bit that he showed, the risk is worth the the pick. Uh, they he's, he's proved that so far. Yeah. Just be like Schechter 7 and be in uh, a pessimist. Just lower the bar first. Yeah. E- eternal pessimism. Jason and Spoon are injury busts until proven otherwise. Hey, uh, you know, Schechter is a man after my own heart there. I mean, I, I definitely try to manage expectations that way, right? Like, I always set the uh-huh. bar super low. Then just anything's a win at that point. Right. So, yeah. Carly Perkins in the chat saying the first game is so close, but yet so far away. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It does feel that way. However, holy smokes, uh, it's it's here. The next game is week one of the regular season. And it seemed like just yesterday we were, you know, talking about, you know, post-draft stuff and it just seemed months away. 
And here it is, you know, just a few days. If you think about it, you know, take weeks out of it. Just think about it in terms of days, just a few days. Well, shoot. Come Thursday, then we have football a week from Thursday, right? Yeah. Is it coming up that fast? I feel like it's that fast. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, you're asking the guy that plans things out uh, roughly about four hours in advance. That's as far as I plan anything. It has to be. See, 12 days away. What a great number. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that feels magical a little bit, doesn't it? Brian Bowen asking in the chat, Jalen Carter regrets yet over Spoon. Nope. It's, it's going to be like Jalen Carter went to the perfect spot for him to succeed. And sure. it's one of those things that who knows if he's go if he would have been successful had he gone anywhere else. He hasn't um, been successful in Philadelphia yet either. No, uh, well we've it, seen it, some, but we've seen some nice things from him in preseason. But also he doesn't play nose tackle, so that's the spot that we need dudes at. Well, there that is true. That is true. But yeah, the Jalen Carter part of this, and you know, when we go back and we say it was a good pick, bad pick, or to pass on a guy. Talk to me. You could start talking to me about that after year two, but yeah. really you don't know until after about year two. Oh, he's on the watch list though. You know, Jalen Carter sure. versus Witherspoon. Um, you know, the the nose tackle that went to the Cowboys over JSN. Mm -hmm. Um Keanu Benton. He's Keanu been looking Benton good. over Derek Hall. Yeah. Or, or even Charbonnet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the, those those, ones, that you those ones hurt a little yeah. bit. Those are the ones I were I was freaking out about on uh, draft night, and I was told to pipe down by everybody. So <laughs> uh, I guess we'll see. Well, it even goes back. Every single draft class has those guys. You go back when Jordan Brooks was drafted one spot ahead of Patrick Queen, yeah. and those guys have been you know kind of neck and neck throughout their career. I feel like Brooks has been a little bit better, but yes. yeah, you tend to watch those guys. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And Ryan brings up yeah. uh, Creed Humphrey. And that was the one that uh, I wanted to go with next year. Yeah. Because the Eskridge Humphrey thing. And uh, I was dead wrong on Eskridge. I, I really thought that he was going to be uh, that slot guy, but just hasn't yeah. been able to put it together. I was dead right on Creed Humphrey. Yep. You were. You were 100%. Give the man his flowers. But I think for any of those, you know, we we all have our one that we look at that we say, oh, yeah, I, I would have nailed that one. And then we go over, you know, how many whiffs did we also have? Uh, it, it's the same thing as a general manager. Oh, for sure. We don't have whiffs, Brandon. Well, not you and me. I mean, no, we nail everything every time, <laughs> just like my mountain camera angle for this uh, live stream here. You nailed it, man. You, and, it, it. and it stayed there and the camera was it didn't fall over this entire stream. You I, would I feel laugh like, at my custom camera mount that I built out of plywood in a nail gun. Like hey, that's that's what know, I had to you do. You got it together in five minutes as we were going live for the show. You got it done, and we were able to to put together our fifty three man reaction. Heck yeah! And I think overall, you look at that fifty three man roster, Brandon, and yeah. that's a highly competitive roster. There's no way that you look at that and be like, "Oh, hell's bells! It's going to be a rough season just talent wise." It, it has yeah, to be other things that go wrong for this team. I mean, the thing that jumps out to me the most is that Cody Barton's not on it. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, that helps a lot. And, it's definitely uh, better than last year. So you think that we'll be better switching out Cody Barton for uh, Bobby Wagner? Do you think that's an upgrade? <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's kind of an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, just a smidgen. Yeah. First ballot Hall of Famer for a borderline NFL player. You bet. Yeah. 
Well, thanks to everybody who tuned in for this live show. We will be recording more throughout the week. And as we get into the regular season, a lot more to come. And yeah, just be sure you subscribe to the show. That way you get notified whenever we're going live. Well, we obviously appreciate any like uh, that you have for the video. If people don't subscribe, what bad thing is going to happen in in the world? Yeah. Do we need to keep that going? I, I think you're onto something here. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't want to, you, you definitely can one up me with the guilt trips by, uh, you know, predicting doom and gloom, like go full prepper here. Like, but you don't hit the well, subscribe button. Yellowstone is going to explode in three days. Yeah. Well, that would impact us more, which I don't really like. That impacts but, um, everybody exactly the same, dude. We're all dead. <laughs> okay. Then more likes equals Yellowstone remaining under control. Mm-hmm. No uh, geyser explosions. Absolutely. Yeah. So get on it, people. Just clickety-click. And with that, there's only one thing left to say. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.